All right. Couple housekeeping notes. Have y'all okay. watched Tu Wong Fu? Oh gosh. Y'all, y'all promised me two episodes ago. And I told you, I just started my last semester. I'm no, going to need a minute. It just sounds like you're not committed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll watch it. I just I have to do school first. And then there's some unfinished business. We didn't, we, listen, pie is better than cake. No, it's not. Pie, listen, I'm just, <laughs> this is my only argument. These it are not housekeeping notes. It, it's superior than cake. Superior? <laughs> superior. Shut <laughs> up. Oh. Are you just upset that I just won? No, you didn't. You <laughs> lost with that No, pun. I didn't. I got some class act puns. Okay, Classy. maybe the listening audience can tell us if that. No, 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 no. The audience is going to tell us what's better, pie or cake, and everyone's going to say pie. I think it should be based off of your pun. If that pun was no, good enough, then no, pie wins. No! Because let's be honest. Because that pie was, or that listen, pun was stupid? No, it just, it just was mediocre. Subpar, you can say. Well, that's the pun you went with, so. Well, I can't. It I'm was so, not an upper crust pun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a little crumbly, if you will. <laughs> I'm in hell. This is I. This is my nightmare, and I'm in hell. And it's because of you two. This is our favorite pastime. It's just annoying Ashley with puns. If they're good puns, I will laugh. <laughs> I think we got some pretty good puns. Yeah. No. You know what rhymes with puns? Nuns. <laughs> that's called a segue, guys. Oh, that's a segue. <laughs> okay, well, hi. Welcome to Legendary Lasses. I'm Ashley. I'm KB. I'm pie lover Sally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we're talking about nuns today? Yes, we are going to talk about some nuns. Okay. It sounds like a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Okay, that was good. <laughs> Let's get back in the habit. Oh my god. That was Sister Act too. You can't. I know. I just I love that movie. Wasn't nonsense also a musical? It was a musical. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we are gonna talk about some nuns today. Do you remember um, when we went off on a rant about nuns? What episode was that? This episode? No, I no, mean, no, no, yes, no. but uh, I, I think it was Tattoo Ladies. No, I think it was the Artemisia episode because I talked about how oh. when my mom was in Catholic school, the nuns yes. would play dog, they play kickball. Yes, and yes. They, they'd hike up their uh, their habits and they they play kickball. That's amazing. Yeah. So this is our second nun rant. Second second nun rant. The full episode is just I mean almost all. Of I'm the that's the title of this episode. Episode six. Episode six. Episode seven. Is it episode? I think it's when. Mm, six yeah, is we're on Sappho. Seven. So yeah. Yeah. Seven. Episode seven, Nuntastic. Yeah. A full episode of Nun Ranting. Yeah. Pretty much. Subtitle. Pretty much, yes. Okay. So, well, because yeah. you guys took on the Sappho episode, I thought I would take on this one. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember what we're supposed to be talking about today? Nope. Something about the Vatican Women's Rifle Team. 
Yes. Am I right? Yes. Oh my god! So we win the memory. Award. We're gonna talk about this. Okay. So one of the things that we like to do to maybe get inspiration is use Pinterest a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, there's this picture of these nuns and they're holding rifles and it's you know it's got the caption the Vatican's the Vatican women's rifle team yeah it, and kind of talks about them and how one was a Nazi fighter in World War Two what all this do you remember yes so this is on one of our Pinterest boards that we use for inspiration. Man, I wish I could have been a nun in World War II killing some Nazis. And then okay. you could have taken well, car parts out of the, on the cars, like in Sound of Music. Is so, this about Sound of Music? We're going to get to that. But I've never watched Sound of Music. I know, society. and I tried to give you the summary, but I'm very bad at that. Oh, we really do need to start Sally's movie corner. Yeah. We can get into that as well. Okay, okay, okay. But, so you want to know what the coolest thing about that is? It's based off of a real person? No, I mean, the coolest oh. thing about the Vatican women's rifle team. They have guns. They're nuns with guns. Oh, look at that one. <laughs> the coolest thing is, that's not a real thing. What? what? I yeah. feel lied to. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Hold yes. on. So this whole episode is a lie. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook. What do you mean? I have lured you here under false pretenses. I feel bamboozled (laughs) and hoodwinked. This is a bunch of buffoonery. I'm upset and I I don't have any spaghetti. (laughs) Oh my. Oh dear. That is me. (laughs) (laughs) So... I wanted to keep this from you guys because I thought this was a good opportunity for us to talk about fake history. And I'm still upset, though. Can we? Oh, hold on. I'm not ready. Okay. Because I was all geared up for this. Yeah. I was, I was so, so hyped up for this. Especially when you told me the topic. And I was like, what? It's okay. going to be cool as fuck. I got real excited. Don't but- worry. We're still going to talk about none. But they, they don't have any, I guess I might they might have done World War II, but, so why, okay, so then why is the picture posted of them with the subtitle yes. of Black Woman's Rifle Team? That's so, the first question. Yes, we're going to get into this idea of fake history. So, um, this is miscaptioned. The photo is real, it's not photoshopped or anything, okay. from what I could tell from just you know I went on Snopes and all that stuff sure but so the picture is real okay the caption is not so it's miscaptioned it's just this made-up caption that some you know comedy that's, website made up that's some stupid oh, person so made up. do we know when it started let's see let me see if I can find the date on that are we just Don't making a right mess there. of everything I just knocked over Kate Beth the water <laughs> I'm really sorry it's okay there's water right there. Don't step in it. Okay. Okay. I think she can tell because she can. <laughs> so it doesn't say when it was posted, just that it, it came from this humor website. And so they made up just very, you know, these claims about these pictures of nuns um, saying that it was this Vatican women's rifle team. And that's not a thing. So I would like to know why they think that's funny. I, well, I guess it's, the, it's I guess it's, you know the same people that think Big Bang Theory is funny. Oh, Sheldon! <laughs> so I feel like Sheldon sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is, yes, it's miscaptioned. From what I could see, they, they couldn't find the exact photo and where it was from, but they did find one that's taken from like a slightly different angle. And so they think... Of the same people. Yes, the same people, the same general pose. It's just a different angle. Okay. But they say that it's most likely taken in 1957 in Massachusetts. It's a photograph that, uh, the other one that's similar to this photo that's being passed around is the Vatican Women's Rifle Team. It's captioned as Row of Nuns Aiming Rifles. So it was probably, they were just, you know, doing Target some kind of practice. outing or something. Like it, were know, they hunting like, posing for... Posing a photo. Yeah, right. Were they hunting? Right. That would have been cool. Oh, I brought, I brought rabbit to feed everybody. <laughs> I just imagine, so, like, the traditional English hunt. But with, with dogs? Not, yeah, with dogs, but it's just nuns riding the horses. Yeah. And shooting the pheasants. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd watch that movie. So, but this appears to show the same group. So, yeah, this fake history thing is something uh, that I wanted to get deeper into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really Because angry. it's deeply concerned. Yeah. And and I, I will say we kind of pin these things just saying, oh, that would be cool. And then we do our due diligence yeah. afterwards. So we're not just putting out, you know, just random fake stuff. History. Yeah. But I would say fake history is kind of a problem or you mm-hmm. get into the realm of, and, and I would say we're almost verging on popular history. I like to think that Yeah, we, I would mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, I, I like to think that we do have a certain amount of research that goes into this and obviously a skill set, but sometimes popular history, it's very much not quite true or yeah. around the truth. Yeah. So, or it's the shows on the History Channel now, which is like Bigfoot Hunters. Yeah, and it's like, why are you on the History Channel? It's like Bigfoot because was a Nazi real. that was <laughs> up here by aliens. Because, because that's all the History aliens. Channel. Yeah, yeah. Because Bigfoot's real. I see. I kind of believe in Bigfoot too, a little bit. I have an easier time. At, I don't know if I can even say that. <laughs> We should do an episode on cryptids. Yeah. Can we do an episode of history of cryptids or something? We could do, we could find maybe some cryptid hunter. Like, like, or like a lady Bigfoot. Yeah. Let's go interview a lady Bigfoot. <laughs> Just. Or, or we can do, we can do an interview with the, with She-Hulk. That I'm a little bit less <laughs> like. Are you telling me that, that didn't happen? The Hulk is not real. Santa. No! <laughs> End game and then you're gonna happen. And then you're going to tell me that Santa's not real. And then you're going to tell I'm, me that the Tooth Fairy isn't real. I'm so sorry to break this to you in this way. But everything that you believe in is not real. Everything? We live in a lie. Are we oh just holograms? I'm just angry about this photo. Yeah, me too. And this fake history kind of makes me angry sometimes because, and really kind of what the point I want to get to is we don't really need to make up fake history. History isn't interesting enough on its own. Which I guess is like the point of this podcast is like, you know, history isn't boring. It's it's people's stories, which Mm -hmm. I guess we've already kind of talked about in previous episodes, but there's no need to make up stuff about... I'm just angry. So, so to the person who wrote that post about this, they also included stuff like pears barrel throwing or something. They made up like ridiculous events to put into this, you know. You're stupid. I hope they have diarrhea for the rest of their life. Well, they would 
die very I hope soon. That the, that, the, that the fleas of a thousand camels infest their armpits and then their arms be too short to scratch. Wow. Yeah. I that, agree with that. I don't even know what to say. That is like the worst curse I've ever heard. I think. Well, they deserved it. <laughs> I hope they're a mushroom that is in the broad daylight. Oh. Poor mushroom. No, not that poor mushroom making up. Mushrooms can't type. <laughs> that was Ashley making a mouth noise, by the way. That sounded very convincing. It was like something else. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very angry. Yeah. I'm very much stewing in my hatred right now. Yeah. I, th- I, I think rightfully so, I would say. Mm. But... We are going to talk about some actual women, most of whom were nuns, um, operating during World War II and doing various things. So we are okay. Going I'm on board with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get into that. So when Do I we sp- have the people's names though. Yes. No, I mean oh. from who made up the fake. See, I don't know photos. that we because it it's kind of hard to find the original source photo. It, I don't know that we have their actual names. They gave. I guess a fake name for the one nun. They said, oh, yeah, her on the far right, she was a Nazi hunter or something. They gave her, like, a fake name that they just sort of picked. Which gives it, like, that's the thing that irritates me, is they'll give it things that are very specific and seem to give it more... Credence. Yeah, Yeah. more credence and and make you think this is actually a thing that Yeah, but if you were to go, like, look up that person's name... Well, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, they don't... And, like, this is why we post stuff on this board to kind of get ideas and do our own research, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, there's no sources cited ever for stuff like this, which is, like, problematic, Mm -hmm. but it's also, like, a good hint of, like, that's probably not real. Yeah. Follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Do we know the names of the people who posted it? Let's see. I know the name of the website. So I'm gonna go leave them a bad Yelp review and then troll them. I don't think you can leave them a Yelp review. I'm gonna leave them a Yelp review. I'm gonna make a page for them, email it to them, and leave a negative star rating. And troll them on Twitter. The website is called Bland X, it says. Bland X! Yeah, exactly. You deserve that, that like, fucking name. That sounds like the worst vampire hunting movie. No, Bland, Bland, Bland X. X sounds like just, ugh. So, and here's another thing. If you were to see that name attached to this, you would maybe be a little bit skeptical. But when yeah. it gets shared and reshared and, and reshared, re-shared again, yeah. it's sometimes hard to find where it initially came from. Yeah. So, but I would just say, do an initial search on anything because literally this took me about five seconds I would say to, yeah, yeah. to see that it wasn't real because the first thing that pops up is that Snopes this page. is why the whole week I've been asking you like so how's it coming and I'd be very like? vague and you're like oh you know yes yeah, <laughs> I'd be like what and then you'd be like yeah I found some stuff that I want to share with you, but I'm going to save it for the podcast. <gasps> oh, this, <is> <laughs> this makes sense. I pulled a bamboozle. You've done a bamboozle on me. <laughs> so, of course, when we talk about nuns and World War II, us as theater people, we think about Sound of Music. Sure. Duh! So, this is the third time that we brought up Julie Andrews. The sound yes. of music. Which makes me want to watch Moulin Rouge again, actually. Yeah. 
So, and so we're bringing up you and McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no. This podcast is turning into just one extended, long, connected joke. Like it's we're gonna building be the punchline on the final episode. You're just be, gonna punch someone because that's the punchline. I hope it's enough. To piggyback back on the uh, on the Ewan McGregor thing, we went to go see uh, the director's cut of Midsummer, and it showed a trailer for Doctor Sleep. And Ewan McGregor is in there, and he pops up on screen, and she's like, "It's Tilly Devine." I lost. It. Yes. We all went together, and as soon as this trailer started, I started laughing. <laughs> Because I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's all I can think about now when I see Ian McGregor. Yeah. What if we meet him in person? We're just going to start giggling. We won't be able to control it. I ourselves. doubt it. I mean, have you heard him talk with a Scottish accent? Yeah. He'd be so charming that we'd be like, oh, Ian, no. <laughs> stop it. And then afterwards, we'll be like, we just met Tilly Devine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd giggle to ourselves afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But so in The Sound of Music, of course, there's. A lot of things going on. The Nazis are starting to come to power, and there's this convent of nuns that ends up... The boy who's saying 16 going on 17 with that girl turns into a Nazi, right? Yeah. Ralph. Ralph. That's the only thing I know about the film. Yeah. You really need to watch it. So... In, in The Sound of Music, I don't want to, like, spoil anything for you for That's this okay. very old movie, but... That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it she ends up being marrying the father in the Von Trapp family, mm-hmm. and then he's in bad with the Nazis because he's not having any of their nonsense. Well, good for him. So does he punch one? I hope he no. He, I don't, he, I don't know. No. Uh, does he punch him with his words? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. I'd say so. And they try to like hang a Nazi flag on his house, and he's like, and he's like, oh, oh, no. he's like, no, and he takes it down. Good. Not my Austria. Yeah. I don't think so. And it's based on a true story. Yeah. I so, thought the, the name Von Trapp was yeah. based on a real family, right? Yeah. So okay. they end up hiding in the convent where Maria was previously a, like studying to become a nun. She hadn't taken There's final something vows. something about Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know titles of songs in the film, but I don't know anything about the film. Or no, how do you solve a problem like Oh, how do you solve a problem like How do you solve a problem like Maria? Okay. So, these events, this was something that was kind of happening during the time, mm-hmm. and particularly because convents are still sort of cloistered at this time, yeah. they don't really have as much contact with the outside world, these are pretty good hiding places, it seems like, yeah. mm-hmm. for a lot of different people, so I wanted to give you just one example of that happening during World War II. And, Can um, I ask a quick question? Yes. Are there still cloistered, con- cloistered convents? See, I'm not sure. I think it's less common now um, after, like, Vatican II and that whole shake-up. Sure. Um, but I think there may be still a, a few groups. So my, my follow-up question to my question. Mm-hmm. If things go south, yeah, can we still hide in cloistered convents? Would they take us in? I don't know. Maybe. I've become a nun. I wouldn't be very good at the whole pr- the, I was about the to say, daily actually. routine, but I I could help around a convent. Yeah, yeah, I could I could clean See, some floors and stuff. I very seriously considered when I was much younger becoming a nun. Mm-hmm. And I think we all did. Well, I, mean, I, did, yeah. I did a little bit. Yeah, I considered. I did it. because I wasn't Catholic. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but I considered it, and I think one of the things I had 
reservations about, I guess, was the vows of obedience because I'm very I I wouldn't say I have like an authority problem, but I'm gonna <laughs> say you're much more of a <laughs> Don't blame yeah. this on me. <laughs> but I, but I would say I'm, I'm very much like if a person in authority is saying something that I think is just completely, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. You mean it's you have free thought? Yeah, it's going to hurt more than it helps. Like I have problems with that, and I also disagree with some of the things that are part of like accepted doctrine, and so I. Just sure. like, so that's my own. I, here's Katie Beth's story time. Origins, <laughs> yeah, origin story. This is your um, Wolverine um, origins movie, but it's just about you deciding if you should be a nun or not. And I decided no. So that'd be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what were we actually talking about? I wanted to go hide in the convent. Oh yes. So I think I would have. I would like some parts of it, but other parts I'd be like, I don't think so. I would, I would they, love the pageantry of the costumes because I could just spin in it. Mm-hmm. They are good spinning dresses. Yeah. Also, if they could teach me how to sing, I wouldn't mind singing their hymns. Well, we would be singing what do they like, sing? Hymns? Yeah, hymns. yeah just songs. We, but we'd be ended up singing like satanic folk songs. No! <laughs> you cannot sing what? We are all over the place today. Sorry. I've got a lot of caffeine. We're 20 minutes in and just... <laughs> I ate some Twizzlers. Actually, I'm so mad right now. I yeah. want a Frappuccino. Mm. I just I want cool your inner angle. Yeah. I just want some food. Yeah. I, I don't like have some... Money buddies. I have money buddies, but I want, like... Actual food. Yeah. Y'all... You can get 50 chicken nuggets from McDonald's <laughs> for chicken $10. Let's get some chicken That's nuggets. a lot of nuggets. 50 chicken nuggets. That's enough for a party. For $10. And you get 10 sauces with it. That's five nuggets for every sauce. It, listen, it might only cost you $10 monetarily, but what's it going to cost you otherwise? Like, oh, that's yeah. a fair point. The cost I did, to your body. I did eat be. McDonald's last night for the first time in a little bit. And I regretted it. Yeah. I slept until 10.30 this morning. Oh, and then I woke goodness. up and was like, I feel like I got hit by a train. Yeah. And my whole body hurts. Yeah. Mostly because I don't think that I'm supposed to eat that much bread. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nuns. Nuns. So I wanted to give us maybe an example of something that would be similar to The Sound of Music. Because that's people's kind of entry point, I feel sure. like. If you say... Nuns in World War II. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about uh, Sister Cecilia Maria Rosak. Okay. And also Anna Borkowska, um, also known as Mother Bertranda. So oh. these two nuns. Was she Mother Superior? Yes, yeah, she was the Mother Superior of oh. this group of nuns. So I want to talk about Sister Cecilia because she died recently in 2018. Oh, wow. She was 110 years old. Yeah. Holy! Yes, and she had kind of the title of the world's oldest nun. I don't know if she really was. It's kind of hard to check that sort of thing, yeah, but that fair. was kind of her title, what she was known that for. That is an old nun, though. Yes. So she was born in 1908, and she was born in west-central Poland. Hey! So, represent! Yes. What a fam! <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of Polish you know why? Why? Because Polish women are the best. Yeah. And they kick ass. You're not at all biased. No, I'm not. They're the <laughs> best. <laughs> 
But yeah, we are going to talk about a lot of Polish people this episode. It just so ended excited. up that way. I'm so excited. So I want to talk about these two nuns. Her because she ended up dying at such a late age. Yeah, that's so long. And living for so long. And then uh, Anna Bork- Borkowska is uh, the mother superior of her group of her group of nuns. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Never mind. Oh dear. <laughs> What? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I might cut this out of the episode. Okay. But what I was gonna say was maybe that's why Polish people drink so much vodka is because if they don't and live a life like a nun, they live to 118, and they're like, it's too much. I need now. That's our meter. <laughs> so, that is a long time to live. And I want to live a good long life, but that's very, very old. Yeah. I feel like you would get to a certain point where your body's just kind of shutting down for those last Take 10 or 20 out. years. Yeah. Take me out, dude. Take me out. Like, share. Oh, God. <laughs> I was thinking that Franz Ferdinand song, but... What was Franz Ferdinand? It's a band. Oh. Named after the, like, Archduke that started yeah. World War One. Yeah. Huh. Dookie. Oh, no. <laughs> we are everywhere this episode. Sorry. We got to focus. Man. Um, so, in 1938, uh-huh. this group of sisters traveled to Vilnius, which is now in Lithuania, but at the time it was part of Poland. Uh-huh. That part of the world has kind of been redrawn a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Thanks, World War One and Two. <laughs> so they did that in 1938, and they were hoping to establish another convent, but you kind of have the outbreak of World War Two, and it prevented them from doing that. But they're mm-hmm. still there. So at the time, for about two years, it was under Soviet occupation, mm-hmm. and then it was under German occupation. It changed hands. Mm-hmm. So during that time, they were led by Mother Bertranda and. They hid these members of the Jewish resistance in their convent. Yes. So they they found refuge there, and they were members of this illegal Jewish Zionist underground movement. So these wow. are like, these are like revolutionaries yeah. in this convent, yeah. and so it's two very different sets of people. I would say yeah. you have these kind of then they were pretty secular, from what I could tell these pretty secular Jewish revolutionaries and then also these nuns who are very religious and Christian and nonviolent. And so it was two very different people, but they sort of coexisted well together and um, got close during that time. Of of course, you're Mm -hmm. kind of risking your life to hide these people. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. It's like a different way of forming like a band of brothers. Mm -hmm. So they stayed there until 1941 and they decided they were going to leave the con convent and return to the Jewish ghetto and help establish the resistance there. They thought that that's where they needed to be to sure. kind of get this resistance mm-hmm. off the ground. They're still doing stuff while they're in the convent, but mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do. So they decide they're going to go there. The mother superior begged them to stay. And when they said, no, we can't do that. She also begged to join them, to go with them, to, oh. to start this. 
So she was really willing to put herself on the line. She sounds very protective. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I guess being, since she's mother superior at this point, she's protective over her own sisters, but also I feel like that motherly thing gets extended to other people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To some degree. So they said that that probably wasn't a good idea. So she said, okay, well, what can I do for you? Mm. Make us some pierogies. Well. (laughs) Those are delicious. They are good. So what she really started doing was smuggling them weapons and supplies. She became their arms dealer. Fuck yeah! So... An arms dealer? Yes. She, it, it said that, um, where was it? So it, it was Burkowska, this, this mother superior, mm-hmm. this nun who was committed to the spiritual life and nonviolence and all of that. She had taken these vows and believed these things, but she was the one who smuggled the first grenades into the ghetto. So, Whoa. Yeah. So she started... Well, of course, because no one's going to check a nun. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she started She's smuggling my weapons. Hero. Yeah. So that's part of the thing. Again, going back to this fake history, there's no need for that. This no. Lady is no. Like, I know. want a movie about her ASAP. Yeah. Let's make one. So you make a movie about this Polish nun? Well, will there be pierogies in my contract? I mean, yeah, I guess. We have some in the freezer, like, right I now. I do, Yeah. Yeah. I can make pierogies during our break. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Themed break snack. I okay. like it. Yeah. Okay. I like snacks. <laughs> so she was arrested eventually in 1943, and the convent where they were were closed. Who arrests a nun? First of all. Okay. Asshole. They arrested a nun who they were suspicious of for doing things that like terrible sending pe- weapons. Well, there. But she's a mother superior. If I was her, I'd be like. No, sir. No. I'm, I'm well, just a nun going to 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 mission to these lost souls. Well, and also, I mean, there and were... And then I'd punch them and run. Oh, gosh. And then you'd be arrested. Or you shoot. I got to punch a Nazi. So, I will say there are a bunch of Catholics, and we'll talk about some of them later, that also suffered during World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the Jews specifically, and yeah. obviously they were the biggest group to be yeah. mm-hmm. to be persecuted by this. But there are also some Catholics. And I think uh, probably yeah. it has something to do with they kind of wanted Germany to be super German, yeah. you know, which meant also probably being Protestant. Yes. Yeah. A big part of that. Well so. and it's also Poland too. Like mm-hmm. Polish people are also yeah. at a certain yeah. point they become part of the persecution. Yeah. Yeah. Just Polish so people in general. Like, yeah. As a whole. Yeah. 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 So I I would say she's probably under suspicion pretty quickly. This is sure, only a couple sure, years sure. after they leave. So, but she gets arrested. I really hope she got a good tension. Oh, gosh. That Wait. is one thing I want to do. If I leave this life without sucker punching a neo-Nazi in the face... But ideally, I want to be in a world where that I yeah, don't have to do where that. Where there are none. How about how about you just you punch one with your words? Yeah, I would like to do that as well. But then, just a nice little button on my clothing argument would be me hitting their jaw so hard it breaks. Oh God! Actually, I feel very strongly. They're about this. they're going to use this in the courtroom and play this back to you, and you're gonna. Think I'm like, yeah, judge. Say, 
I done punched a neonazi. Or, or what we could do, what we could do is we bring them cupcakes and put laxatives in them. And punch their, it would also, punch their gut from the inside. Can we also put sugar in their gas tanks? Yes. Okay. Sugar in the gas tanks. It just It just it just fucks up your car. Oh. And then we can go find their cars and then put pebbles in the tires. Listen, I think y'all are getting into like premeditated. And then we get stuff, we, then we I, don't need to throw that word around here. Uh, and, then we get, and then we get bologna and put mustard on it, stick it to their cars because it messes up the paint. And then put oh, little plastic. What? Sporks in their yard. Yes. Who? What kind? What? <laughs> Bologna and mustard on their. Yeah. Messes up the messes, messes up, up the, um, the paint. Why don't you just pour the mustard on there? Well, well you need they, something for it to sandwich it to. You could just rinse it. Yeah. And then it. they have to touch rancid bologna that's been out. Yeah. They'll just power wash it off. Good luck. I hope one of them hits them in the face. Just a flying bologna. Yeah, then they get mustard in the eye. Have you had a fried bologna sandwich? Those are good. Yes. Well, this was an interesting. Yeah, we took an interesting detour. Okay, this episode's gonna be all over. Our listeners are gonna be like, "What are they actually talking about this episode?" Uh, let me get us back on track. Yeah, she got fried arrested. bologna sandwich. Yes, but we cannot confirm or deny that she did get to punch Nazi. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I'm just okay. gonna, I'm just gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes too. But now we get back into fake history. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley, listen. <laughs> I just my hope for her is that she got to. Yeah, but she's arrested. The convent's closed. The nuns are dispersed. Uh, this other sister who lived to be 110. She returned to Krakow, and due to the war, the sisters that were still there in their mother house, they kind of had to leave and were staying with some other sisters. This is a fairly big order, so they kind of shuffle around for a while. Mm -hmm. Did you say their mother's house or the, the mother house? The mother house, like the mothership. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I'm not saying nuns are aliens, but, but, that but was, they might be. But, so their mother History house. History channel. That's our that's our show on the History Channel, you guys. Alien nuns, oh, but it's just nuns? Question mark. That's the title of the show, and then we talk about how nuns may or may not be aliens. You're getting into fake history again. But we can have a show on History Channel. Listen, <laughs> we cannot go to th this. We're is the network. Of we'll be making that network money. Now we're making money for the podcast, oh and then gosh. we're making money for the movies that we make about See, the real history people. This is the allure of fake history. You get that money on the history to channel. make real history. But but you gotta you make just money make... to make money. You're... You gotta make money to make money. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But no. But aren't you negating all the good you're doing by all the bad you put into the world with your fake history? No, no, no. It's the other way around. Listen, you, in order to make money, you, you gotta break that. some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> We're using this podcast in our future films about historical figures. To negate the, our History Channel show. Listen, I feel like this Cause is going to be... question mark. <laughs> Do you remember, okay, the guy, Jalen Hynek or whatever his name was, he is into UFOs and stuff, and he actually went it from a rational point of view, mm -hmm. but he associated with this dude uh, who was yeah. much crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if we do the History Channel episodes, that's going to be our crazy friend who discredits all the good stuff we do. You know? 
I mean, you're right, but like, yeah. we don't want to be J. Allen Hynek. I just, I think so. Yeah, I just, I want to, I want to make movies, and I need to make money to make movies. Yeah, yeah. How we make money to make movies? <laughs> Not with fake history. Dang it. Oh, beans. <laughs> oh, beans. So, where, where are we in Poland? She we're got arrested, and they went to Krakow, and they're staying at the mother house. No, the mother house, they can't stay there. Oh, no, never mind. They can't yeah. stay there. They're with their friend nuns in yeah. another convent. Yeah. Okay. They're gal pal nuns, or are they just, like, having sleepovers and being like, they're probably, oh, I'm a Samantha. <laughs> they're probably doing... <laughs> Oh, I'm a Charlotte. I'm a Samantha. It's from Sex and the City. Oh, which, no. which Sex and the City character are and you? And they're just drinking Cosmos. I've never watched this, but Neither. all I hear about is girls going, I'm a Samantha. And I'm just like, what? Me too. So I, I had to look this up what oh it meant. Gosh. That's how cool I am, is I had to look it up on the interwebs. See, I didn't even look it up on the internet. <laughs> I thought, are we talking American girl dolls here? No. Or like, what? See, yes. When I first heard someone girl go, I'm a Samantha, I was like, oh, the American girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that. It's Which not is also that. interesting history. Yeah, like, it Historical is. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That are really cool. So, historical fiction, I would say, but that's yeah. still interesting. Felicity was my favorite. Yeah. So. What was your the, favorite American oh girl doll? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, I remember reading a lot of them. I um, or I read a lot of them. I really remember. I think it was Samantha. Mm-hmm. I think it was the one. Um, it was during this. I think it was the one during the second during World War Two. Because I remember there, there she was talking about going like the community garden and stuff. That's a uh, Ken. Yeah, that one. Kit, Kit, Kit. And then Samantha was like earlier, and she had she braids was- and she had glasses. Yeah, I liked Samantha because she had glasses, mm-hmm. and I I wanted glasses when I was younger. And guess what? When I was twenty four, I finally had to have glasses, and I wasn't as excited. I need to get my eyes checked. So, so I can do get new I. Glasses yeah, and new contacts. I I might have to get glasses. I wear I wear blue light glasses. We're old now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like this is what looking at screens, and doing research, and reading books, and oh, being in grad yeah. school just does to you. I got into grad school and immediately had eye problems. Like that's what it does. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. So they're in their cousins' convent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So let's see, where are we? Oh yes. So in 1947, the war is over, and Sister Rosak and her fellow sisters they returned to the mother house. And she served as a porter, organist, and cantor over the years. Question. So, yeah. What's a cantor? So my mom actually did this for a while. So oh, yeah, 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 they yeah, yeah. kind of lead the singing. Oh, so they're up at the front that makes the, sense. Yeah. Canto, mm-hmm. canto. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my mom did that for a while and was kind of, you know, That's through cool. the years done that. Yeah. So here's where I want to talk about a book. We're going to kind of transition. Um, so this book is called What Did You Do in the War, Sister? And Ooh. yeah, it's by Dennis Turner. So this is also about nuns who ended up trying to, I guess, trick the Nazis, hide people, mm-hmm. do things like that. I will say just as kind of a, a, a warning to everyone. I don't want to say warning. That's maybe too strong. <laughs> Disclaimer? Yeah. This, so this is what... The author has termed imaginative nonfiction, so it would be like mm. creative nonfiction. Okay. 
it is based on actual letters and documents and things like that, but we don't have like a journal narrative of exactly sure. what went on. So. so it's like him taking those correspondences yeah. and kind of m- making the making story? them into a story. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So they're based on these letters. That's what a lot of the Dr. James Berry stuff seems like. Yeah. 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 So this was kind of, uh, again, it is historical fiction, like a uh, creative nonfiction mm-hmm. historical. So it's not a, a just a straight up history book, but it was something that I thought maybe was interesting. And, you know, I don't want to yeah. just give complete non straight nonfiction all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I do think like, those kind of works are a great introduction for people who are yeah. interested in reading history. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you're, I'm going to read something that's kind of like a novel, but it's going to be based on actual stuff. Yeah. Um, and have real realness to it. Yeah. And it like, I think it's a good like stepping stone. If you're not yeah. used to reading like history mm-hmm. books. And know. I know for me, it was sometimes difficult to get into nonfiction because I was very much, when I was younger, living in the sort of high fantasy, mm-hmm. very Same. fiction world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So transitioning to mm-hmm. nonfiction, I definitely started with kind of those, I think it's like Dear America. Do you remember those I books? did the Royal Diaries. Yeah, and those too. Yeah. Yes. So I still have my Royal Diaries. Yeah. I, ha- I have almost the complete set. <laughs> but I love them so much. Yeah. I'll go back to them every now and then just because yeah. they're fun. Yeah. So those were kind of my transition piece, I would say. And mm-hmm. I would say that's where this kind of is, too. Mm-hmm. It's based in fact, but he sort of makes a narrative out of the actual documents. Mm-hmm. But it's about these sisters of Notre Dame de Neymar. And they were in German-occupied Belgium and Italy during the war. And they do several things to kind of... Notre Dame de Neymar? Mm-hmm. I guess it's an order of nuns. I don't know that I've heard of them before, but... I don't know what name are... What, how do you spell it? N-E... N-A... Oh, N-A-M-E-R. Our Lady of something. Huh. So, that's the book recommendation for this episode. And it's... I, I felt like that was sort of related to what we just talked about. Of course, yeah. it's a different place because it's in Belgium, but kind of a similar... So I'm looking up name name. It's N A. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Flowers for Algernon popped up though, and I was oh, like, oh no, gosh. that's still something I have to read. Ah, okay. okay. It's the capital city of the Wall Wallonia 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 region of Belgium. Uh-huh. So Our Lady of Nem ne- ne- It's Notre Dame. Huh. Our Lady of I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that's not one I've been as familiar with, I guess. Yeah. So, but that's the book recommendation. That's a good book recommendation. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. And I guess before we get into some others, so we maybe want to take a break and maybe do pierogies. Let's eat some pierogies yeah. while you Let's listen eat some to an pierogies. ad. Enjoy your ad. We're going to enjoy pierogies. I hope you guys enjoyed your pierogies. Yeah. There's something in here. Sally's slating her eyes. That's so good. I want to save her every delicious bite. Mm-hmm. 
we had spinach and spinach and white cheddar. White cheddar. Why does it gotta be white? Oh my god. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're jumping back in. Tell me some more nonsense. Okay, so I'm gonna talk. I feel um, like I have to burp. Oh, I'm sorry. You were getting on to Sally. Okay, I'm done. It's fine. Okay. Oh, so it's fine when you burp, but when I burp, it's an inconvenience. I bet they couldn't even hear it. It was very quiet. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see when we're at. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk some more about um, some people who were uh, one nun, specifically, and then also one lay person who was killed during World War II and during this time period. Gosh, it's hard getting in after pierogies. I'm just sorry. They scrambled my mind a little bit. Now I just want to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah, they're so good. Okay, so... I need to make y'all some cabbage rolls one night. Yeah. Those are so good, but it'll make me so gassy. They do make you gassy. Yeah, we'll have to do it post-recording. I'll make it while we record. Yeah, and then after we'll be... Yeah. Okay, so next I'm going to be talking about the 108 martyrs of World War II. Whoa. It's a lot of martyrs. That's a, a lot, lot of, of martyrdom. Yeah, a lot. Me. <laughs> so this was a group of 108 Polish Catholics that were killed by the Nazis. This includes three bishops, 52 priests, 26 men and eight women from religious communities. Wow. Three seminarians and nine lay people. Seminarians. Yeah. Do you think one of them punched a Nazi? I'm pretty sure. Probably. At least one of them, right? See? I don't think so. There's 108 of them. Chances of one of them punching them was pretty good. Yeah. So, Can you tell me what a seminarian is? So they're kind of studying to be in the religious life. That's what I thought religious it was. Religious interns. Yeah. Religious of. interns. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot what of What do people. you call them before they are a nun? Before they take uh, their Interns. Well, yeah. so <laughs> there's a few different groups, I think. One of them is novitiate. And you I call them novice. like a novice. Yeah. I think novice is the term I've heard. Um, I think that's what I was trying to remember. And I think there's a couple different. You take different sets of... Of, um, is it is it like in in karate when you when you get different belts? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think that's no. Gosh, I'm really stupid. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> so, but lots of different people in in lots of different roles and different yeah. places. So these people were beatified by popes. Uh, John Paul II. Beatified is when they're made into saints. Well, or, so or like or, there's blessed, and that's beatified, and then there's what? saints who are canonized. canonized. Oh, okay. okay. So I, got, I, I got it mixed up. So they're yeah. blessed by the... Yeah. They're yes. declared, like, blessed. Martyrs. Like, Mother Teresa, I think, is beatified. Yeah. I don't know that she's been made a saint. No, she's not. Yeah. Not Yoda, but yes. I know she's beatified. Yeah. Oh. So you, it would be... Blessed Mother Thanks for teaching me all these Catholic terms yeah. that I never knew about. Yeah. There's lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> so they were beatified by Pope John Paul II in 1999. Just for some context, John Paul II was also born in Poland. Yeah. Oh. So, and he was born in 1920. So around the time of oh. the Second World War, he's like in his late teens, yeah. early 20s. 
and he was going to school for theater. They shut this. I know. I didn't know. What? I didn't know this about him that he had like a theater background at all. But that's what that's I was saying. That's why and he became pope. Yeah, he's got he has some the major flair. starring role. He yeah. has he wanted to. It's the costumes so, again. The costumes. The costumes, the costumes but, really call to us theater kids. Yeah. <laughs> so he was going to school for theater. They shut the school down, the university, and then he began courses for the priesthood in 1942. So in the middle. Oh, of in this, the middle. Yes. And this he's like, was, I'm changing my major. Well, and this was That's clandestine. A, you know, they weren't yeah. allowed to be doing this. So I just say this just to say. Wait, what do you mean it, they weren't allowed to be doing this? Like, because, again, Catholicism is outside of that ideal German Protestant. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay, yeah. sorry, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, so this is being done in a clandestine manner. Wow. So I just say that just to make it very clear, like, he could have been one of these people. Yeah, very much so. Yes. So I'm sure wow. that was a very, like emotional thing for him of course I, I would imagine wow but yeah just so you have some background on him and how mm-hmm. close he is to this i thought that fan. was important he was actually super cool yeah but john paul II was rad yeah so but i'm going to talk about uh, a couple of people uh the first is mariana birnaka and she's one of only nine lay people who were beatified in this group of people. Oh, wow. So she wasn't a nun or anything like that. She's just a, an ordinary um, a regular person. Joe. Yeah. So is she one of the eight women or she's one of the nine lay people? She's one of the nine lay people. Oh, wow. Okay. The, so it, it kind of phrased it a little bit weird earlier. So there are 26 men from religious communities and eight women from religious communities. I see. And then, yeah. Nine it, it phrased it a little weird. Got so, it. Yeah, yeah. So she was one of the on- only nine lay people. And she was born in 1888. She spent her adult life. She's about, old already by she's, this time. She's older than the she, game of basketball. She was about to be a grandmother, and we'll get into that a little wow. bit. About so, to be. Yes. So she spent her whole adult life about... 80 miles northeast of Warsaw. And unlike most of the other martyrs, she was actually a convert to Catholicism. She was raised in the Orthodox Church, so she converted. Oh, wow. And she's not part of this kind of group of intellectuals that they were also targeting. She kind of couldn't read very much. And it's thought that she was unable to write. So she's a little bit different than a lot of the people who were being targeted during yeah, this time. Yeah, she doesn't fit their MO. Yeah. So she married this local farmer when she was 20. They had six children together. Only oh, two of them, though. <laughs> I know how you feel about that. Jeez. But only two of them reached adulthood. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's so, why they had so many. They kept dying. <clears throat> yeah. So when her son was widowed... She moved in to help him to look after his children while he worked. Uh And at this time, her town was kind of divided. You had the Soviets, the Germans, and the portion where they lived was occupied by the Germans. Uh And the resistance was kind of strong among the townspeople. But that resulted in just random citizens being chosen for execution. So during one of these purges how they phrased it, her son and her pregnant daughter-in-law were arrested. 
Ah, uh, no. Yeah, and but she oh. couldn't bear the thought of Anna, who's her daughter-in-law, who's pregnant with her grandchild. Yeah. She couldn't bear the thought of both of them being killed. Yeah. And so she said, please let me take her place. And she took her place. Oh, she volunteered as tribute. Yes. It was a very kind of Katniss moment, I guess. But, yeah, she... I'm going to cry. Yeah. Oh, no. So I can't cry on this podcast. <laughs> she was taken away, and it's said that she asked to have her rosary with her as well. And she was transported to Belarus, and she and her son were imprisoned, and then they were executed by firing squad in 1943. So In Belarus? Yes, that's what it said, in Belarus. So she's kind of seen as this model for sort of the ordinary Catholics, the average people yeah. who aren't clergy or really affiliated mm-hmm. yeah. in that way. That's like real sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of live their quiet lives, but yet they're faithful and courageous when it counts. So, yeah. Man, I'm real sad. Yeah. Can we I'm have sorry. another pierogi break? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. that's A lot of these stories are kind of sad. And I'll... You know, maybe that's something we can touch on, I think, because one of the bigger themes I want to talk about is how we talk about these people who were killed during World War II. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But the other person that I wanted to talk about, she was a nun, and her name is Katarzyna Farron. Wait. What was the last name? Farron. Stop it. Wait, wait, really? I, yeah. Why are y'all... Because Ashley, isn't some of your family? My mom's maiden name is Farron. Yeah. My my grandpa, his last name is Farron. Yeah. Wow. I I saw her name and I was like, I think Ashley's got some family with that name. So, yeah. I don't know if it... I'm going to have to do some research on this. Yeah. And see if you're connected. Okay. Yeah. So, she was orphaned at five years old. She kind of had a difficult childhood. That's really sad. And she was brought up by one of her aunts who was unable to have her own children. So, she was kind of... What was her aunt's name? I don't know that it said what her aunt's name was. I could probably find out. but, But as a teenage girl, she developed this want to be part of the religious life, this vocation. Mm-hmm. So... In 1930, she entered the congregation of the Sister Servants of Mary Immaculate. That is. That's quite a name. That's a name. That's another one that I hadn't really heard of. Yeah. So, and she made her final profession. So, I am a nun. Took her vows. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years later, so 1938. And she, this was still during the time where they sort of took different names. And she took the name (laughs) Celestina. And she was encouraged after this to train as a teacher. And she developed this particular want to help younger children. And I, they think it's probably because of her own difficult and traumatic experiences in her early life. So she cared a lot about these younger children and particularly those who had lost their parents. Mm-hmm. So during the occupation of Poland, she was the local superior of this religious house and it, she oversaw the running of this orphanage and one day the Gestapo arrived and they searched the orphanage. She was arrested and charged with conspiracy. (sighs) She was imprisoned in two camps and then she was transported to Auschwitz and then she was given hard manual work to complete and that included ditch digging, things like that. So 
she was really weakened by that, uh-huh. as a lot of people, yeah. are, you know. Uh, and she developed tuberculosis and oh. typhoid. And that was oh. another thing. And I, oh. just as some of my own research for classes I've taken that focus on this period mm-hmm. and this there's a lot of events. that. There's a lot of sickness. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. it's because you're keeping people in such close quarters yeah. and they don't have access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. And, and things we can stuff talk like about this friends. in the modern day setting as well. Yeah. But I don't want to get into that because I don't want to make this podcast about that. But yeah, like you can't keep people in close quarters, yeah. not give them health care. But if you yeah. don't care about them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it because they're not they're not people when mm-hmm. when you're keeping them like that. Yeah. And I know one of the other... I'm going to cry. And I really don't want to cry on this podcast. One of the other martyrs from this same group, I think she... It said something about she died while trying to help people who were sick and that she fell ill as well. Yeah, that happened a lot. So, yeah, um, some of them died from these illnesses. The interesting thing is she died on Easter Sunday in 1944, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. She was so close to the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the heartbreaking thing is you oh. see all these people who die particularly close to the end that just mm-hmm. man all like of, if, you, if your body can't keep yeah. going like yeah and of course all the deaths are terrible at whatever stage at whatever stage yeah but particularly uh-huh. at the end it's kind of like you almost made it and it makes yeah. me so sad. Um, Can we have like a puppy fact update or something? Let's I, see. I'm so sad. Yeah. It is really difficult talking about this period in history, I think. But it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And especially because, like, our Holocaust survivors are dying. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're it's, they're just getting to the age now, you know? Like... Yeah. And I'm terrified that, like, one day we won't talk about this. Yeah. Or, like, people who are still Holocaust deniers will... Yeah. Be like, no one's left to say anything Be- because they weren't there. You know? Like, that makes me really... Worried. Yeah. I get very anxious when I think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I did want to talk about with this episode, focusing on this time period, is how do we talk about this? How do we even begin to mm. to talk about it, to think about it? Yeah. And as we go forward, how do we talk about it? And again, I've had classes that focus on this period, and we had the same question, and I yeah. don't know that we ever got to a concrete answer, really, and it's a hard thing to think about, because... But, like, is there a right answer? Yeah. Because, like, I think that you have to initially get over it's sad, Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to even Mm -hmm. look at the ramifications of what these people did to other humans, right? Like, but at some point, it falls upon us as a younger generation talking about this, to talk about it faithfully as we can, Mm -hmm. but... Also, make sure it's done in a way that allows for open conversation. Yeah, and I think us doing this really helps our, or puts our little thought into that. I, I hope we're, we have, like, our hands on the table of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's one thing for, like, maybe you're going to talk about this, but I, I think it's one thing for, like, Holocaust museums because mm-hmm. they have artifacts and stories mm-hmm. and speakers whereas with us it's more talking about these people who experience yeah. things but then like 
we're all artists as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do we as artists also bring this up? See, this is a lot of what we talked about because specifically I was in a Jewish art and architecture class. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. So we talked about art and also architecture and the way these museums are built and what's put in them and Mm. you know and there are some people who argue that because I think we've all seen the displays like they'll have a mound of shoes you know what I mean yeah 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 and so on the one hand that shows maybe like a sheer numbers sort of thing but on the other hand it also sort of reduces the people who went through this in a way is is part of the argument and I don't Mm. know where I land with this sure and they say that it makes them sort of just numbers and I don't know that that's which is interesting because that's what they were when they were in the camp yeah yeah Yeah. that's an interesting point it's a very hard thing to navigate how exactly we talk about this history how we present this history how we memorialize this history Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a really difficult topic. And I, I just aesthetic aesthetically put it together that this, like, mound of shoes is also very similar to what people have put on, like, the White House lawn yeah, or for, the gun for, lawns. For and yeah. they'll have, like, Converse with a backpack, mm-hmm. you know, in however many, yeah. you know, like. So I think there's something innate in us mm-hmm. that we want to. I feel like there's a visualize very, it. Yeah, there's a very visual emotional response that comes with that, I think. And that's maybe something that's being appealed to with that. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. I don't know because I have that artistic side, but I I think because of that I find it difficult to know exactly where I land on yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's just a, a question I think we're going to struggle with for a long time. Yeah. So I don't know that we have an answer, but that's something to think about. It's I a think, great question. Going forward. And I, I don't know, maybe we can talk about this a little bit, because I think, KB, you know this, is that like this is a time period that, for whatever reason, I'm kind of fixated on, mm-hmm. along with a, a several other time periods. But I think a lot of people are fixated on this time period as yeah. well, because it's a horrific thing that we're just not we haven't fully dealt with it. Yeah. And I think that's very um, visible in, in the movies that we make mm-hmm. in some of the literature that's available. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess I want to ask you, like, as, and, as I, this is a question for both of you guys, as artists, how would you portray something like this? Because so, I think yeah. you, you were there for my directing class where yes, I had... I do remember that. Yeah. You had to construct a scene and kind of add elements to... To yeah. redefine the context of it. Right. So it was like I a, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a layering project yeah. thing. And it starts out with just very simple dialogue of like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, something, something, something. And yeah. then it ends with like, no. It's, it's, it's very, yeah, simple dialogue. And then, you yeah, go, yeah we, we did yeah. that. So it, what I did for that was it was just two men, one entering the other location that this other man was laying down in. And, Layered, layered upon that to where is like, okay, now there's a someone dressed in black walking around the perimeter with a light, mm-hmm. and these two men are having this conversation while this is happening, and then, yeah. and then they put on, uh, white t-shirts with a, uh, a uh, star of David on it, and mm-hmm. that really changes everything, yeah. and then they have now one of them is bleeding and like yeah. it's it's very much this thing of like it, it kind of permeates stuff mm-hmm. that I do I think yeah um so I'm wondering if there's anything like that that you guys have both done I'm trying I'm very interested in this idea of because I think 
sometimes with art, we're trying to work through our own wounds yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And I see a lot of art that comes from atrocity or from very difficult events. Yeah. And I'm particularly interested in, I think you know this, in Argentina and the Dirty War yeah, and, yeah. and the theater that comes out of that. And so I don't know that I really have an answer. No, <laughs> or, fine. But I'm interested in this idea of art that comes out of this and what does it try to say and how does it, what does it do? Not maybe not what does it do for us, but does it help us to move forward? Should we move forward? Mm. And like, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. It's all very complicated. And yeah, it is. That yeah. what you were saying, it reminded me a lot of Brecht because mm-hmm. he wrote but he wrote yeah. all of his plays between the first and second world wars, and he's a German playwright, mm-hmm. so he was in the middle of all of it. Yeah, and um. I mean, a lot of his plays, like you, it's just set like Caucasian chalk circles, just set in mm. um, an unplay or unnamed place in, a, in an unnamed time yeah. Yeah. after an unnamed war. Yeah, and like Mother Courage. Yeah, same like, thing. And so, like when I did Caucasian chalk circle, um, it was set in the Dust Bowl. Mm. And so, like there was a line in the show in the very beginning. It's like, what is the show about? It's like it's about who owns what and why. Yeah. And I mean, you can apply that to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, talking about theater, it reminded me of like the musical cabaret, which deals with yeah. that. And oh. um, when I was in college, again, um, the set designer was amazing. <laughs> uh, his name's Colton. I forgot his Colton something. Um, but he, he did an amazing set design to where, um, there were two levels, and on the second level, on the railing, they put, he put uh, twinkle lights along the wire to make and it look like uh, wire. Then there were two people operating spotlights, and they looked like watch like towers. guard towers. Yeah, guard towers. Wow. And uh, then on the floor, and or no, and like um, on the part that said the Kit Kat Club, it looked like the sign on Osh- um, in front of uh, Auschwitz. And then on the floor and on the walls, um, in the panels of the walls. Um, there were, it looked, it was like the scratch marks, like on the gas chambers. Oh, oh, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. It was I very good. And, when, and at the very end of the show, when the MC, like he has his trench coat around him and he says, yeah. life is beautiful. He opens up his trench coat and it's like the striped yeah. uniform and it had a pink triangle. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was just, I was like, oh, it's but I also get it. kind of it is oh yeah it was definitely horrific which i think is something that i'm fascinated with is like people's fascination with i don't know what to call it other than like tourism of atrocity Mm -hmm. yeah where it's like and like maybe i'm guilty of it too because i do fixate on time periods Mm -hmm. like talking about this but like this idea of like we want to see it Sometimes in order to comprehend and yeah. process, but also because it can be visually shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm kind of on the fence about. Yeah. Like, how do we take something as horrific as piles of dead bodies mm-hmm. from a concentration, a death camp, let's call it what it is. Yeah. And have that turn into a visually aesthetic cinematography scene in a film. Yeah. yeah. 
like that that's i'm something that i've kind of been thinking about a lot lately which is interesting that now that we're talking about this yeah i can because like i remember watching like shutter island and it's a great film but there are flashbacks of him being a soldier in world war ii Mm -hmm. and getting to a death camp and just seeing these piles of dead bodies and like having this dream of being back there and like opening a train car and bodies just falling out and it's shot beautifully but it's still shocking because it's a real atrocity Mm -hmm. well and it goes back to this idea of how do we want to deal with remembrance or how do we want to deal with these events or and what has that brought to sort of our collective social understanding of I guess ourselves of each other. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's all very complex. I think is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. think I think it's Young that talks about the social unconscious, mm-hmm. um, which is another theory that I'm very much interested in because I think we all do have this kind of collective memory almost yeah. that we can kind of tap into. Um, this is not the podcast for that. I <laughs> don't to get into. I think, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's very it's a very complex theory, but this idea of the social unconscious and mm-hmm. how does this play into us understanding how we're able to treat other humans in certain ways yeah. is very interesting to me Yeah, because I, I personally, I cannot see where a person can disconnect yeah. and look at another human and say, what is that? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's very <laughs> foreign to, I think who any mm-hmm. of us are. Yeah. People. Yeah. So and like, how, what does it take? to get a person to that point yeah. to where it's just, and like they don't see the person as a person just as a thing. Yeah. And I think, or as a number, it just happens so much throughout human history. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I don't understand. Yeah. And I think that might be why, and like, maybe this is back to my tourism of atrocity thing, but maybe that's why I'm interested in history. Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out why for some reason we want to have a hierarchy of, of people yeah. Where one person or a group of people is always on top and there has to be subjugated people. For some reason, I I just, I can't understand it. I can't yeah. fathom it. And it just happens so much yeah. throughout our history. And I think that's maybe why we focus on obscured women is because I think we, we want to bring them to the light. Because for a long time, you know, they, they weren't and they were the subjugated person. Yeah. Which... It's debatable if we aren't anymore, but um, I don't know. I've got a lot of thoughts rolling around right now. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm rambling, so I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just going to say that I think part of the human condition, if, if we can have a single condition, is asking questions. And mm-hmm. I think all of us kind of wonder, who are we? What are we doing here? Yeah, all these things. exactly. And it's, it's also questions. like a why are we like this? <laughs> I literally <laughs> look at people in history and be like, what do what what you to this? We're all related to this one dumb person who, like, thinks everyone else is a pile of shit on the ground, right? Like, mm-hmm. somehow. But but really, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. But I don't know. I, again, I feel like I'm rambling, but, like, I think you can also see this question in science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is why we have the fear, or I think this is why in science fiction, the fear of um, humans being afraid of a robot takeover yeah. is so prevalent mm-hmm. is because 
I think we realize our own mortality, first of all. Yeah. And then we realize that, oh, we could build things that could potentially get smarter than us. And we would be the subjugated person. Yeah. And I think this, like, innate fear of a hierarchy is incredible And to the me. innate fear of what we have done to other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. The innate, You're, yeah. I... And that's maybe where I get so confused is because if if you recognize that this is something to be feared and is a terrible thing, yeah, then you. how yes. are you capable of doing it? But yeah, no, that's a good thank you. Thank you for expressing my, my thoughts as well in a yeah. better way because I'm so rambly. But yes, exactly. Like mm -hmm. how if we recognize that's a bad thing that we don't want to happen to us, how can we treat others this way? Yeah. And I don't know. That's something that I'm very fascinated with in yeah. history. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like maybe again, I am kind of just like doing what I'm on the fence about and doing this tourism of atrocity thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. And I think, so I guess another thing I want to bring out is that some people think, oh, history never changes. It is what it is. And it's the facts and whatever. No. Which, to a degree, I guess is true. Like, what happened is what happened in the yeah. past. However, our understanding of it changes. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I feel like there are major questions like this as far as how do we take what we know of history and bring it forward and what do we do with remembrance and things uh -huh. like that that are the major questions that are always sort of evolving. So that's yeah. another point I kind of wanted to make while we're doing this. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So... That's, wow. Yeah, we got into a lot. Whoa. So just I a, need a drink. <laughs> after all this philosophical and discussion. And a pierogi. Yeah. yeah. We do have three pierogies left, so there's more for each yeah. of us. So just to kind of wrap up really quick, this is just a sampling of women during World War II who were doing things. You know, there's I want to do an episode on the Russian sniper lady. Yeah. So this is just Is this another fake history thing? I don't We're think gonna so, but out. I'm going to research it. <laughs> but, and nuns get involved in so many causes, so yeah. many different things mm -hmm. throughout history, after Vatican II especially, which is another period I'm interested in. I feel like you in. need to talk about this. Yeah. Right you, now, or just in general? <laughs> I mean, we're probably pushing an hour Time, right now. Yeah. Time's but I think good. you should do an episode in the future about nuns in yeah. Vatican II and after. Yes. Because you wrote a, you've written a very interesting paper about it, and mm -hmm. I think it might be interesting to go ahead and yeah do a, do a topic on in it. In case y'all weren't aware after <laughs> this, I am very interested in nuns because I think I considered it so seriously for so long. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. you know, I it's an interest of mine. We should have a movie night after this. I do have homework, yeah. <laughs> so watch maybe the, not. Watch the Sound of Music and then the Nun. Two very different films. Sound of Music, Sister Act. Sister Act 2. <laughs> this is a long movie night. I think yeah. maybe we should just watch The Nun. Too long, Foo. Oh, Thanks for everything. I want to watch something Let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> so I did want to say, because we started this whole thing with this fake Vatican women's rifle team that uh -huh. was supposed to be in the Olympics in 1936 or whenever it was, uh -huh. which wasn't true. Uh -huh. Here's something that is true. I'm mad about that. There's now a Vatican athletics team. What? Yeah, I saw I saw an article Is about this. Is it a this. bunch of old cardinals? 
I don't know about cardinals, but there are different. Who else is in the Vatican? I mean, they have staff and all kinds of people there. So it's like you a know. field day. I want it to be cardinals in their red robes. I, me too. There was at least one nun that I saw that was like in a habit that was doing awesome. this on this article. Hell yeah! So it would be like um, the Monty Python soccer sketch with the philosophers and the um, yes people. Yeah, yeah. So they did form their own athletic team. They want to compete on both like a national level within Italy and then okay. also things like the Olympics and stuff. So but wait, hold on. Because if they're in Italy, yeah. if they went to like the world Olympics, mm-hmm. would they go See, as the Vatican team yeah, or the, the Italy Vatican team? Is a country. Yeah. The Vatican's its own separate thing, but I think this is weird. So they did have, I was trying to understand it from this article. Yeah. They're kind of under this umbrella of the Italian Olympic committee. So I don't know. I think there would be their own like special contingent maybe, but within sort of the Italian team. Okay. I'm not really sure how that would work. This is fairly recent. It was this year. So interesting. Yeah. So I saw an article about that and I, I literally was trying to do research on this and this women's rifle team. And I typed in Vatican Olympics and this is, Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So it's it's fairly new that they're even you know doing That's this. So weird. Yeah. So maybe they will have a rifle team. I don't know about yeah. rifle. Most of it's running. I think is what they're doing. Running and track stuff. Running. Shot put. Yeah. Discus. I would watch nuns do shot put. Yeah. Yeah. Or the um. The, the pole vault. Pole vault. Is that what it is? Yes. yes. Pole vault, and then um. I figure skating. Nuns couples figure skating. That's what I want to see. I want just an entirely clergy based Olympics. Yes. I want no no no. I want different religions. I want nuns doing the the ribbon gymnastics. Yeah, rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah. No, with with the ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Or but instead of a ribbon, it's a receipt from CVS. Or it's like scroll of the yeah, Bible. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, that's it as far as, like, my actual information I have to share with you. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I thought I'd end on a happy note after our that's philosophical pretty, that was discussion. That a good, good pretty, pretty good last-minute fact yeah. from KB. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, is there anything else we want to say about nuns or the ph- philosophical debate that we had? Honestly, I'm exhausted. My head yeah. is... My head is very loud right now. Mm. Do you know where I what I mean when it's like yeah. it's just like click 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 click. Let's turn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be up all night yeah. writing paper, I bet. Yeah. Hopefully and hopefully for our listeners, this has maybe sparked you to think about some things. I would love to hear feedback on that. Yeah. Yeah. Send us an email. Please. I will read it and I will respond. Yeah. It might be rambly like my thoughts were. Mm-hmm. But I would, love, I would love to know people's thoughts on that yeah. philosophical yeah. debate. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think all that's left is just the general end of episode stuff. All right. So. Well, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at Legendary Lasses on all three. And if you have any suggestions on topics or people you want us to cover... Or anything about this philosophical debate, too, just as we said, you can email us, and it's legendarylasses at gmail.com. Or if you have pictures of puppies. Yes, that too. We will always take pictures of puppies. Listen. And and dogs. I got so sad in the middle of this episode. So if y'all have puppy pictures to send us. Do you want me to show you a picture of Barbara Jean? I mean, yes. While you get that up, I'm going to go ahead and finish our outro. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can visit us at our website at legendarylasses at wordpress.com. Oh, that's incorrect. Oh, it's that's incorrect. It's legendary.wordpress.com. Legendarylasses.com. Oh, did I not say that? Yeah. I'm just legendary. I'm going to try again. Okay. <laughs> you <Yeah>. can. <laughs> Take two. You can visit us at our website, which is at legend, which is at <laughs> take three. Let's go. Oh, let me read this. <laughs> okay, little... you go. I did have a glass He's of wine. Too far, Look at that tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I did something. It's okay. Okay. You can visit our website at legendarylasses.wordpress.com, where we include our notes, pictures, and links for each episode of the podcast. And we're now on several platforms and are continuing to expand where our podcast is available. Thank you. I couldn't read that. That's okay. If you do happen to use Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate us and leave a review. If not, we would still love to hear from you via email or Facebook. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And that go- that rating goes for any platform where there's rating available. Yeah. Anything yes. available. So thank you all so much for listening. Now go out and make waves, change history, stay legendary. And kick some ass! (laughs) Sure. Stay legendary, folks. (laughs) 